0: 15
1: Minutes, Eternal Impact. Welcome to Text Talk. It's Friday, end of the week, October the 6th, wrapping up John chapter 4. And we are so glad that you joined us for Text Talk today. By the way, if you're in the Tampa Bay area this Sunday, come out and worship with us at Livingston. Go to our website, www.christiansmeethere.org, for times location we'd love to meet you
0: let me just say a month from now Mm -hmm. uh again speaking this in faith but a month from the time that this hits the first
1: first sunday of november first
0: sunday of november we're gonna have one of our bring a friend days Mm -hmm. so if you're look you're our friend you're our friend. We're inviting you on that day. We would love for you to come join us on November 5th for our morning assembly at 10 o'clock. You can learn more about that at uh, ChristiansMeetHere.org, times, location, all of that uh, information you can find there. But we're going to be talking actually at that time from John chapter 8. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about the truth. Talking what is about the truth. truth? We need truth. Amen. The truth will set you free. That's what we're going to be talking about on on that day. So we'd love for you to come and ask you, bring a friend. to to join us as we worship God on that day. But we also ask you come. I mean, you don't have to wait till then. No, don't wait till then. You can come this Sunday as well. Absolutely. We'd love to see you. All right, I need to jump in here to John chapter four. I'm going to read the last several verses, starting in verse 43. After the two days, he departed for Galilee. For Jesus himself had testified that a prophet has no honor in his own hometown. So when he came to Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him, having seen all that he had done in Jerusalem at the feast, for they too had gone to the feast. So he came again to Cana in Galilee, where he had made the water wine, and at Capernaum there was an official whose son was ill. When this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went to him and asked him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. So Jesus said to him, "'Unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe.'" The father knew that was the hour when Jesus had said to him, your son will live, and he himself believed and all his household. This was now the second sign that Jesus did when he had come from Judea to Galilee.
1: I know we're transitioning from the first half or maybe two-thirds of the chapter to the last section here, and uh, not giving it as much air time or discussion time as that first account. But before we leave the first account, uh, one of the things that we probably want to point out in our reading of John, keys in in verse 25 and 26 when the woman at the well says, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, this is New King James, I who speak to you am he but here on my page he is a uh, capital and italicized which means it's it's being supplied by translators to help us understand what's going on here he's saying to her i am and not to let the cat out of the bag i'm guessing some of the people who are joining us for text talk have read the gospel of john before now but that expression i am a really big deal in the Gospel of John, isn't it, Edwin? Yeah, yeah it's an absolute big deal. Uh, there, there's a passage, we'll get to it
0: later, and of course we'll talk about it then. In John chapter 8, it, we really see that Jesus is using this specially. We're, they're they're going to talk to him about... Actually, in this chapter, we've been talking about greater than Jacob, greater than Joseph, greater than Levi and, and Simeon. And even
1: here, she's talking about the Christ, the Messiah.
0: Yes, in John chapter eight, they're going to say, "Are you greater than Abraham?" And he's going to say, "Before Abraham was, I am." John eight fifty eight. Mm-hmm. And almost everyone recognizes there. Oh, when he uses this in the Greek phrase is "ego me when he uses it, boy, that's so odd. Uh, You you would say you would think, as he says, before Abraham, I was. But no, he says, I am. And almost everyone recognizes, oh, Jesus is making a connection back to what Moses heard Mm -hmm. when he was at the burning bush, when he asks the Lord. All right. When folks ask me who is sending me, who do I tell them? Who do I tell them is sending me? And God's response is you tell them that I am has sent you. Mm -hmm. I am who I am. You tell them the I am has sent you. And now, so this is interesting because what Jesus does is he doesn't say simply the I am has sent me. Mm -hmm. What he says again and again throughout John, in fact, there's like 20 times where he uses this odd construction, ego me. like 20 times where he uses this. What he's saying is it's not that, not simply that I am sent me. I am. I am. Mm-hmm. I am that I am. I am who I am. He, he's saying, I am that one. I am that one. And here in John I, four twenty six, it's the first yeah. time that happens in mm-hmm. John. And so the way this is worded very literally, she says, I know that Messiah is coming. He's called Christ. When he comes, he'll tell us all things. And so Jesus says to her, and it's very literally, I am the one who is speaking to you,
1: mm-hmm. I am
0: the one I am the one who is speaking to you. I am. And he he uses that phrase. Now, I do want to offer this one caution. I do know that in John chapter nine and verse nine, we find the blind man who is healed. And they're arguing about, is he really the blind man or is he just someone who looks like him? He also uses the phrase ego me. And yes. there it means so the blind it is man I. Says, I am. It, yeah, he's saying I am. I'm, I'm the one. It is I. It is I is essentially what that means there. So I do want to be careful and cautious acting like that Greek phrase has some technical special meaning every time we ever see it. And so I want to make sure I'm not making too much out of it every time Jesus says it. But we do see Jesus say it a lot. And sometimes it's very oddly constructed. It's just like, okay, Jesus is... Jesus is making a point here, and, and the first time we see that is John four twenty six. So I'm glad you drew that
1: out. Well, yeah, and, and he's he's at it. Some sometimes there's discussions about well, did Jesus really claim to be, yeah. or or is this something that's put upon him by by later generations and a corrupt Catholic Church and all such as that? But I mean, right here in John, he is absolutely making his own confession. I am the Christ. Yes. I am. I am. I am. I am that one. So let's transition then to our, our last section, which we really haven't <laughs> talked about this week at all. Yeah. But uh, we have in verse 44, Jesus testif- Jesus himself testified that a prophet has no honor in his own country. And you and I have been having an ongoing conversation about prophets yeah uh throughout our reading in john so far and so so far and so here's prophet again and the prophet is not honored in his own country jesus seems to be explaining and i am a prophet yeah yeah
0: yeah so where he says this or where john provides this in verse 44 is so odd to me because after two days he departed for galilee why well because jesus said yeah i won't get accepted there Why are you going there then? Now, why not stay here where you're being accepted? But, but John does cover that. It is a prophet, mm-hmm. but he does draw attention once again. He is not accepted by his own, but he is accepted by these others, by the Samaritans, and, and whoever in this does, and, and whoever does receive him. They get the right to be children of God. Mm -hmm. They don't have to be this pure descendant heritage from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's right. They can be mistaken about all of that if they believe that Jesus is the Christ. And that's what happened with these people. Now we're going to move into a story in Jesus' home region, though, of course, his is Nazareth, but in Galilee, in Cana, in Galilee. He he comes to Cana. Ooh, back to Cana. Yes, and John wants to make sure we remember, hey, we've been in Cana before. Mm -hmm. I told you about Cana. Remember, his first sign in Cana of Galilee was turning the water to wine. Yep. And you may recall that when we read that, we recognized, oh, well, what John is pointing out to us is Jesus is greater than Moses. Moses turned water to blood. He took something that could be could provide sustenance and turned it into death. It, they couldn't drink it. It would kill them if that's all they had. And so now we we come and he gives Jesus instead turns water to wine. He makes it this greater substance. We've got life and joy that comes from Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now we come and John, to me, it is so odd because he he clearly says we've got the first sign and now we've got the second sign. And yet in John, there are other signs around it. Yeah. Now I know, I know some people would say, no, those other things must not be signs. You're, but, Nathaniel treated Jesus' miraculous knowledge as a sign. The Samaritan woman treats his miraculous knowledge as a sign. So, why is John making sure he's crafting his story so that he can draw special attention to these two miracles? And he, because they were the two miracles done in Cana, he's able to say one is the first one done in Cana and one is the second one done in Cana. I believe, I'm going to throw this out, Andrew, you tell me what you think. I believe that John is trying to again make the connection back to Moses because the The first sign done in Cana, turning water to wine, reminds us of the first plague, Plague water to blood. The second sign done in Cana, taking the official son who is at the point of death. I mean, basically he is presented as as close to death as he can be Mm -hmm. without actually being dead. All right. But what does Jesus do? He gives him life, Mm -hmm. which, again, contrasts with the 10th plague the, the first plague turning water to blood the 10th blade 10th plague killing the firstborn Once again, Moses comes into Egypt and we have plagues, signs and wonders that God did through Moses. But each of those were destructive. Each of those were causing death. Here we find Jesus. And what John does is he gives us bookends. He gives us he he doesn't walk Jesus through 10 signs, but he gives us the first one and he gives us the last one. And what we find is where Moses brought death,
1: Jesus brings life. I appreciate that so much. I appreciate that so much. I, some other echoes between that first uh, miracle and this one. Um, wh- who was it that actually saw this sign? <laughs> right? Tenny, yeah. Not not very many people. And in fact, it's actually some servants who even have a sense of what happened and when in that first uh, episode. Oh, good point, right? You know, it's Mary tells the servants, "You go fill the water, or whatever he tells you to do." Do yeah, right? They fill up the water. They ain't, they know they sense knew where it came from. I know? hadn't even made that connection. That's and, fantastic. And what you have here is people in this other place. These servants in this other place, they come and report wonderful news to the nobleman. Uh, he was healed. It was at this hour. Oh, wow, that was the same time I was talking to Jesus. So John's able to bring this sign to like public knowledge. But at the time, who was witness to it? Who saw it going on then? It was a kind of a small thing, wasn't it? A private thing and removed from the masses that he's talking to or, right. the, or the crowds. Yeah,
0: Jesus. What Jesus doesn't do is, OK, all right, let's get our entourage. Let's head to his house. And I want all of you to watch this while I heal this child. He doesn't do that. He's OK. You go. It's it's done. It's which taken it, care which is
1: something in light of verse 48. I don't know what your, your thought might be on this. But Jesus said to him, unless you people, unless you all, I guess, see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. He's going to do a wonder. They need to see wonders. But then they don't see the wonder. Yeah. But they're told about the wonder. There is a testimony of the wonder. And that puts those people in a similar seat. You and I are in, Edwin. It's the testimony to these wonders that's going to cause us to believe that Jesus is a Christ and have life in his name.
0: Which is going to get us to that final confession with Thomas. You know, Thomas, who doubted and says when he when he sees the scars, he says, my Lord and my God. And Jesus says, because you have seen blessed are those who didn't see but believe. Mm-hmm. And that actually reminds me of our earlier story in this chapter. Again, as we pointed out yesterday, the woman witnessed the miraculous knowledge. She recognized he is a prophet. He knows. Say, tell me my business. Then she goes <laughs> and testifies. And a whole bunch of people believe because of her testimony, mm-hmm. not not because, they, because he told them all their business. In fact, even when he talks to them, there's no indication that he started giving them all kinds of of miraculous knowledge Mm -hmm. uh, proving to him to to each one. But they heard him teaching. And having heard his teaching, they realized, hey, Based on her testimony and now having heard his teaching, hearing what he teaches, we believe you're right. He's the Messiah. He's the Christ. He's the son of the living God. This is what we're supposed to be doing with Jesus. And what we find is Jesus is greater than Moses. The law came through Moses. But what the law produces is death. That doesn't mean it's bad. Paul is going to talk to us about that in Romans. It's not bad. It was part of God's plan. But the purpose of it was to show that law doesn't give life. It gives death. But Jesus gives life, and that's exactly what we find here.
1: What a fantastic Savior no, he, we have. He is that prophet, and I think we're also getting some foreshadowing right away that that prophet will be rejected by his own.
0: Yes, yeah. he will be rejected by his own. Very sad, very sad. But that means our salvation. It is. And so we're going to praise God for that. Why don't we go ahead and wrap up with a prayer, brother? great
1: God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today and for the time to st- study your word to see, Father, the the signs that you were shown uh, and that uh, are recorded for us and told us, the wonderful, life-giving Christ to save a son of a nobleman, uh, a reversal, Father, of of the judgment that came in the Passover uh, upon uh, bringing death upon the firstborn of, of the children, Lord, we our hope is in life in Christ. He who overcame death for us brings victory. And we pray, Father, that we might know that victory by the gospel even this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at ChristiansMeetHere.org check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day.
1: Steady, pass the word along.